0: Yo, yo, yo. Welcome back. This is episode two um, of Shit Is Real Podcast. Um, thanks for coming to hang out. Um, today we're going to talk a little bit about food, talk a little about TV and anime, talk a little bit about games, uh, a little bit about life. And just so you know, disclaimer, anything I talk about in life, just my opinion, it is not law. Um, so let's get right into it. we got a lot to talk about today. Uh, so last week we talked about breaking the chains Um, so basically breaking the chains of procrastination and this podcast is kind of what I'm using to help break my chains of procrastination um, to try to hold myself accountable for doing and trying new things and and keeping my goals um, in front of me and not kind of falling behind Um, so today's episode is titled as you can see, the curse of complacency. Um so like I said, let's go go ahead and get into it. Um first off food. I don't know why, but all right, anybody who knows me, I love Asian food. Alright, so my sister, shout out to my sister, I love you. Uh she got me into Asian food when I was younger. And it's funny because when I was younger, uh I loved Chinese and Thai and Vietnamese so much that my Parents would actually tease me and say I'm gonna I'm gonna marry uh, an Asian woman um, just so She would make me (laughs) some some good food Uh, (laughs) I know crazy, right? (laughs) So uh, yeah uh, I live in central, Florida and Central, Florida is a pretty good melting pot. There's a lot of A lot of different flavors. Um, We got a lot of different people from all over the the world. A lot of Hispanic food. A lot of Mexican, Caribbean. Uh, What else? Seafood. We we got a good mix of almost everything. African food. (laughs) Guyanese food. There's a lot of good food. Um, So... I mean, this isn't really a mom-and-pop place that i normally go to but this place sushi eat station <clears throat> so fiance and i've been going here for a little over a year now she loves we both love the uh the pork dumplings the triple x sauce um the fried burritos deep fried burritos basically they'll make like a, a sushi burrito it's almost like going to chipotle you know you got an assembly line of food and they you know, throw everything on there, everything that you want, excuse me, nothing that you don't. So they have everything from anamame to, to, what's it called? Uh, what's that stuff called? The uh, tempura flakes, um, to wonton noodles, to uh, the sauces, white sauce, triple X sauce, they got salmon, spicy salmon, uh, spicy tuna chicken grilled chicken grilled shrimp. Um, oh, my, oh It's amazing everything that you can want sour cream everything that you want Basically all the sushi toppings that you would have in a roll you can get in a burrito And then they'll batter it and deep fry it Mm-mm-mm. Mm-mm-mm. Make you want to slap somebody it is so good uh, so yeah that place we've been craving, we've both been craving a lot, um, so a little bit of background, I pretty much kind of, just like anime, I kind of recently got into sushi, maybe about two years ago, um, I actually liked it a lot more than I thought I would from the looks of it, it you know, it looks pretty, it looks nice and neat, it looks cool, but then when you get up to it and you start smelling it, man, that stuff stinks, oh my gosh, um, uh, From what I've realized, though, most of it is just sushi made with, uh, uh, what's it called? Sushi made with seaweed. So I've learned that I just don't like the seaweed smell. And there are times where I'll get sea, uh, excuse me, sushi, certain places. There's a place called Izzy Bond in Orlando that, um... Their sushi is pretty good, and I, they, they make it with seaweed and I don't even notice it because you can barely smell it And I rarely taste it either um, I guess <laughs> a lot of alcohol has to do with that too, but <laughs> yeah, they're, they're pretty good but I uh, hey, recently just been craving a lot of Thai Vietnamese food um, What else? Chicken Pad Thai. There's a place if if you if ever been to Orlando or you're from Orlando from if you're from the area or if you plan on visiting anytime soon and you like ramen and you like I mean whether you like Dragon Ball Z or not there's a place called Super Saiyan in the Orlando area um, it's it's kind of near the mall at Millennia um, near Universal Studios sort of kind of uh, great great food um, you can build your own bowls it's, it's ramen but they, it's it's pretty much Dragon Ball Z themed. It's pretty cool. They have a a veggie bowl called the Vegeta Bowl. They have they have a bunch of you know stuff named and it's themed after Dragon Ball Z. And as you guys know, if you listen to the first episode, I not, I didn't really get too much in Dragon Ball Z. I watched like the movies when I was a kid. I didn't know what the hell was going on. I just liked the way they looked and I liked the fighting. But uh, I'll, I'll have to get into it. I'll, I'll watch it. You know, I always hear about the cell and the boo saga and this and that. I'll check it out eventually. But anyways, uh, Super Saiyan, great food. Um, if you like Asian food, if you like Robin, great food. Um, they have uh, dumplings. They have, uh, what's it called? Damn, it's slipping away from me. Uh, crab Rangoon. You got the pork dumplings. They got these cool uh, Japanese sodas. I forget the names of them, but uh, you'll have, you have to check it out. Pretty cool. And apparently recently opened up a second location and guess what the name is? Drum roll, please. Super Saiyan 2. Wow. <laughs> would we'll never guess that, huh? Uh, but another thing, uh, spring and summer rolls. I can never, I mean, I like them both. You know, you get the spring rolls with the fish sauce, and then you get the summer rolls with the peanut, the ginger peanut sauce, or sometimes it's just peanut sauce. I can never remember which you get where, whether it's Vietnamese or Thai. Um, So whenever whenever I go to a Vietnamese place, I just ask, hey, uh, do you guys have summer or spring rolls? Um, I think it's, I think it's Thai that has the summer rolls. I, I, I can't remember. But, you know, they're both good. It's basically, if you never had them before, spring rolls are almost like a, I guess the closest thing I can compare them to is an egg roll. Um, I don't like egg rolls, but it's very similar, smaller. I usually get them with beef in them. Um, I think you can get them with shrimp. Um, it's got a little bit of the meat, a little bit of veggies, and it's in a, a roll that's deep fried. And then summer rolls are a, clear rice noodle with lettuce, basil leaf, and I think either beef or shrimp. I usually get that one with shrimp and you dip it in a ginger peanut sauce or they just come with a peanut sauce. So good. Mm, mm, mm. And no, it's not like peanut butter, Um, but it's hard to explain. A lot of, uh, from what I've noticed um, as a kid, a lot of, I would say Vietnamese and Thai, they, I don't know what it is, but they they incorporate a lot of peanut into their their meals um, whether it's Like a sauce or just peanuts in general Because that, that just reminded me of chicken pad thai or any type of pad thai. They always have like peanuts on it uh, but man, it tastes good <laughs> but uh, yeah, just anybody out there if any of this stuff sounds like foreign to you try it i mean you never know what you're gonna like until you try it um, think about most of the stuff that we eat today as a kid i mean we don't want to eat none of this stuff especially greens as a kid you want to eat that crap most of the stuff you need to try <laughs> you never know you might end up liking it. you might end up loving it you never know so stop being complacent try some new foods all right now we're gonna move over to some Anime TV and anime so I'll be honest. I really haven't really watched any TV shows like regular TV shows other than anime uh, since the last episode um, hunter hunter Great show um, Since the last episode I think uh, they got into the video game. So they're, they're getting into Green Island uh, video game goes trying to find his dad spoiler alert yes, I know it's an old-ass show. This this show came out in the 90s. If you, I think it came out in the 90s. If you haven't seen it by now, um, like me, I'm just not watching it. Either close your ears or or you don't plan on watching it anytime soon. Uh, him and Kilawa going to Kilawa, you know, they're in the game. Uh, they were getting trained by Bisky. So now uh, Kilawa is going back to the real world to get his Hunter's license. Because uh, last time he didn't get it when going got his. Uh, long story short, um, they're training like hell. Blah, 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 blah. Uh, what? Uh, what are they called? Some gang. They came and took uh, the bomber. He placed bombs on a bunch of people and, uh, you know, pretty much forced their hand to give them the uh, leave cards or you don't have to watch it. Good show. I'm going to keep watching it. Uh, next, like I said before, I'm, a, I'm a, most likely I'm going to watch My Hero Academia next. Uh, I know that show has a lot of hype around it as well. So I'll probably start that. So I lied. I did try watching a normal show, not normal, but fiance and I started watching. We had a recommendation uh, actually from her sister, which I had a bone to pick with her. This show called the 100 and like i said before last episode and this episode no i lied last episode i am a sucker for story driven tv games anime whatever it is i like story driven has to have a purpose good plot you could have a plot twist whatever it has to have a very good story you know she swore up and down the show the 100 had a great story I didn't even get through the first episode I think I turned it right off that thing was trash I'm sorry that thing had horrible acting uh, it was it was very cheesy um, I don't know it seemed like they were trying too hard and in the, in the, know, maybe I'll give another chance it big trash I'm sorry um, a while ago, when I first dipped my toes into anime, I tried watching Attack on Titan. You know that was the big thing back then. I'm not even sure if they still make episodes or whatever. If they make, if they're still going, I don't know. Um, big trash. I think I got I got like 10 or 12 episodes into the first season, and it was okay at first, but then it kind of went downhill. I, I wasn't liking where the where the show was going. I feel like that. In the first season, too, that I felt like they were kind of dragging it on, and I didn't like the way, it, I didn't like where it was going. But uh, yeah, once again, that one, I'd say big, big trash. Um, but yeah, I'll finish Hunter Hunter. I'm on like episode, like season four. So it's the last season. I know that apparently the show isn't finished yet, but season four. I think I'm like episode nine or ten now so I'm, I'm getting through it uh, next we're gonna talk a little bit about games uh, so I think since the last podcast uh, PlayStation actually unveiled the PS5 UI so the user interface and I know this really ain't that big of a news coming I mean, you can't had nothing to do with gaming really you don't play your UI you just use it to navigate to whatever you need to get to, whether you're playing games, whether it's gonna be your next Netflix box. I know some people some people will spend a whole, what was it $499 or, or get the digital version for $399. They'll spend all that money just to watch Netflix on it. Don't play no games. I ain't gonna lie, I probably do the same thing. <laughs> I'm probably gonna end up doing the same thing, but uh, yeah. Uh, PS5 UI, I don't really, apparently a lot of people don't like it. A lot of people are saying it looks like Xbox uh, new new UI or whatever. I don't really care about it. It doesn't, to me, it, it looks like the opposite of what the PS4 UI was. The, the XMB, the cross-media uh, bar or whatever it is, cross-media bar. It really looks damn near the same, just opposite instead of the media bar being at the top. And You go down like through your folders apparently now. It's on the bottom. I guess and you do the opposite you go up something like that But it's cool. Um, I don't care for that whole tips and tricks thing where they kind of I Guess if you want like a, a hint or something in the game they'll they'll actually like show you a video um, I'm guessing they want they're trying to promote like players to finish games. I guess more or, and then they had this thing where You can if you have some trophies that you haven't completed or, or you haven't gotten yet You can skip to that section of the game to to complete the trophy and I guess it also shows you a video to try to help you get through it or something like that I don't really like that. I mean, I feel like that takes away the competitiveness Of getting trophies and I guess having that bragging right like hey I did this you didn't or for example hidden trophies I'm not sure if this still applies for hidden trophies or if they're even gonna have hidden trophies anymore but you know hidden trophies most of us either found it on accident or you went online to to YouTube to to watch somebody get the hidden trophy but it, it if these videos are going to be used for hidden trophies as well, it takes away the exploration factor of a game to find a hidden trophy. And I, know, I know a lot of people, uh, like, like doing that a lot of trophy hunters out there, they like exploring and, and finding these things. So that kind of kills that <laughs> kind of kills that. So, uh, but yeah, similar to PS4, just opposite, uh, it's been like two, three weeks now. Uh, Microsoft bought uh, Zenimax Games. Um, so I guess they're the parent company of Bethesda Games and a few other um, big companies. Uh, really, Microsoft pretty much just bought a whole genre of games. Uh, I've never really been anybody to play any type of Bethesda games or I guess any. I, I don't know. I'd have to look into it and see what all games they had, but from the The major games that I've heard that they have ownership now of is a uh, fallout uh, What's it called? Fallout you got uh Elder Scrolls, which I never played before I have I was never I'm pretty much just now getting into RPGs and not just now, but over the last couple years. So I haven't played, like, a lot of these RPGs that have been, you know, going for a while, like, like Elder Scrolls, uh, Fallout. What's the other game? Doom. I haven't played... I mean, I know Doom's a really old game, but I haven't played these games, so these really don't matter to me because I probably wasn't going to play them anyways. Uh, so we only have about a... Probably about a good month now till next generation um, I guess as for me I'm not really excited like I said before last episode there's not really much out there to be excited for um, if you're excited for backwards compatibility I don't know why because you can just play the games that you have now on your current console so that's a dud uh, other than that I mean, Miles Morales. What what games do these systems have at launch? Really, nothing. Um, it's about to be the new, <laughs> the next Indie Station Five, Indie Station Four. Once again, um, I remember when the PS4 first launched. Lucky enough, I was one to get. I got a PS4 through a friend like a week later. Um, should I remember all we were playing was Reso. I mean, no, no offense to the game, but Rezo gun that little indie indie game. That game was heat. That game was fire. Um, it was like an old arcade style. Uh, what do you call it? Like shooter. I forget what the game like. It's it's pretty much modeled after. But Rezo gun was a great game, and it, visually that that game looked good. Uh, what else did we play? I remember PS4 after dark, that, what's it called, it's shadow play? No, not shadow play. Uh, the showroom or something like that. Lightroom or, you remember when the PS4 first came out and you had that camera? People were freaking doing all kinds of crazy stuff on cam. It was pretty much PS4 after dark. That was crazy. Uh, but uh, then we heard, recently we heard a uh, word that, From PlayStation they're gonna be able to listen to your party chats or you're gonna be able to record in case somebody's you know says something offensive you can actually prove it now um, if you want to report somebody which is kind of cool but at the same time I feel like that's kind of what made online gaming what it is today you know talking shit you know getting in somebody's face whooping them real bad and then sending after, you know, after you whoop them real, real, real bad, like 30 seconds later, you get, <laughs> you get uh, a hateful message either with a bunch of F words or the N word. Oh man. I love that. That was, oh, you whooping on, whooping on somebody and you get that satisfaction? You know, you, you didn't whip them good enough until you get a message like that. That's how you know you, you made them cry. That's how you know you, you hurt their soul on the inside. But, uh, good times, good times, good times. <sighs> so, uh, I'm going to be, I mean, eventually, when I, once I get into next gen, I'm going to be more broad and trying new games. Um, I pretty much, like I said, I don't really play as much as I used to, but I find myself playing a lot of quote-unquote Sony template game, so third-person action, open world. Um, Third-person action-adventure, open world. Um, I'm gonna try... I've always liked watching fighters and and competitions and stuff online. I'd like to try them. I mean, I've tried them in the past with some friends, but, you know, it didn't go too well. I would like to try some uh, um, first-person shooters, I don't really do those. Um, Try some I guess bigger RPGs. I'd like to uh, try some JRPGs actually. Um, There's one that I mean one I'd rather just play it on PC once I build it. You know, procrastination. Uh, (laughs) There's a JRPG called Near Automata that looks really good. Uh, I really want to check that out and play that once I do build my PC but uh, other than that let's see not really into sports games the only game I probably would be into would be uh, that motorcycle game ride it's like MotoGP or Madden really I mean I'll watch football occasionally that'd be cool I guess playing every now and then getting whooped I know I know I'll probably be trash but whatever Um, but yeah Um, so next we are going to move on to the life section Uh, today I kind of got a little story um, to give you guys some more background on me Uh, so one of my biggest passions in life was riding motorcycles and I've been riding since I was about five years old. My dad got me my first dirt bike when I was five. Loved it. I remember like it was yesterday, Christmas morning, went outside, there was a big box in the yard. Uh, you know, we finished unwrapping all the gifts under the tree, whatever. Come outside to take pictures. There's a big box in the yard. So I'm like, Dad, what is that? He's like, oh, I forgot to throw that away. Can you take that to the garbage? This is a huge box, you know, big enough to cover a dirt bike. This box was at least like, let's see, I mean, I was a kid at the time, so it's a small dirt bike. The box was at least six foot long by by five feet tall. And I'm five years old. I'm probably, I'm no more than like four foot. So I'm trying to drag it, it's not moving. I kind of tilt it and lean over on its side. And and kind of roll it over BAM dirt bike. I'm going crazy. What in the world. I'm going crazy Um. So yeah first That was my first time uh, I got a dirt bike. I've had dirt bikes through the years luckily. I was I was fortunate enough uh, I've had to so the first bike was a. I Think it was a Yamaha I don't, it was like a 50 or something. I don't know. Second bike was a Yamaha 80, so a YZ YZF 80. It was like a five-speed. Uh, that was the first bike with a clutch. Um, and then I had a DRZ 125L. Um, then from there went to a CRF 230F. That was a nice bike. That was a trail bike, a Honda CRF 230. Um, electric start, man. I don't care what anybody has to say about Hondas, like they're slow or whatever. They will—they're freaking bulletproof. They'll run day and night. That I've never had a problem with that bike. Never, ever, ever, ever. And uh, crazy thing is, as much as I rode it, as many hours as I put on it, I think, pretty sure I only changed the oil on that bike once, maybe. And I think I had the bike for like. A little over two years can't remember but after that I had a KX 250F and that was actually my cousin's bike a uh, good friend of mine I call him my cousin uh, that bike KX 250F and that that bike we used to kill that thing dirt bikes both of us uh, wheelies all day all day no wheelies the front tire never even saw the ground (laughs) man that jeez so you know growing up with dirt bikes and also my my dad had a motorcycle uh not pretty much all my life only a couple years i remember him actually having a motorcycle so when he got me that first dirt bike when i was five years old he had a dirt bike as well, um, he surprised me. So we both would ride together. Eventually he got rid of that and I, I still had mine. I'd still ride. Um, and then later on, I think I was around 11 or 12 when he bought a motorcycle. and He only had that I think for a year. So, and I, and I pretty much grew up around motorcycles. So, you know, naturally I'd be inclined to get one when I got older. So later on, in about when was it? sometime around 2017 it was like I'd say like February or March I got my first street bike ZX-10R uh, most people have heard of it as a ninja um, nowadays Kawasaki is slapping ninja on damn near everything they they make uh, actually November 23rd new ZX-10R is being in the field watch it um, But but yeah, uh, ZX-10R, it was an 09 ZX-10R. Great bike, man, I miss that thing. So, early 2018, so about a year later, I think it was about, literally about a year later, February or March, or no, early, like probably like January, I had my first track day. And so, you know, this, this is not like a drag strip track, this is like a circuit, so like, only thing I can compare it to is like World Superbike or MotoGP. Uh, You know, full suits, great. It was, it's amazing. Uh, A friend of mine and I went with some other friends. It, It was a great experience, you know. People are out there with their campers. It's crazy to see how much money these people have into this kind of stuff. Campers, I mean, full of bikes. These guys walk up with like three, four bikes inside their RVs or on the back of their trucks. And all I, as a kid, back then I was like, what, 20, 21 years old? Man, all I saw was dollar signs. I'm like, man, I need to do whatever I can to, cause when they opened up those trucks, all I saw, all I thought of was like, man, they made it. This is what I want in life. I don't want to be rich. I just want to be comfortable enough to have motorcycles, go do track days on the weekends, you know, be complacent with my little nine to five, and then come back on the weekends and do track days. Oh my gosh, jeez! So uh, I had my first track day. It was amazing, uh, and shortly after, probably about um about a month later, I was into I was in an accident. Unfortunately, um, very tragic. Luckily, I I was alive. So one night I'm I'm coming home uh, and uh, I'm coming down a two two lane road and there's a side street and uh, with the side street with the stop sign there's a car coming my way you know in his lane and I'm heading his way in my lane it's night time you know we both have our lights on somehow the guy didn't see me he was an older gentleman and he turned he made a left turn in front of me. Down that side street. And uh, you know, we're both, I'm doing the speed limit was 40. I was doing probably just under that. And he was doing probably about I don't know, maybe three or four or five miles an hour. From from the distance I was at, it looked like he was slow he was slowing down enough to wait for me to pass so he can make the left turn. But the speed that he was going when he made the turn. Looked to me like he didn't see my he didn't see me at all, because he he cut the corner really bad as if he was trying to beat me through the corner, but like I said for his speed, it didn't seem like he was trying to beat me through the corner, uh, if you get what I mean. So long story short, uh, luckily he stayed with me, waited for the, the ambulance to arrive, you know took me in blah blah blah. I was in the hospital for about almost two weeks. Uh, I dislocated my forearm. And my wrist, and had some broken bones in my leg. Um, couldn't walk for about a month, and uh, it was terrible. It sucked. Um, I could barely move my arm. It was actually my, my left arm. I could barely use my arm. I couldn't, like I said, couldn't walk in a wheelchair using crutches all the time. It was terrible. Um, so, If you're interested in riding a motorcycle or if you do already ride you I'm sure you know you have to ride defensive Uh, Especially in Florida. It's crazy. I mean obviously there's a lot of motorcycles down here because we have the pretty much Season season. it. It's always riding season basically because we have the weather for it You can always ride a little bit. I would say it's a little less in the summertime because we have so much rain but uh this is like year-round riding down here. Um so we gotta ride defensive people do not care at all. Like there'll be times I remember people will literally just cut you off looking dead, looking you in the eye on when you're on your bike. Looking you dead in the eye. They're in a big old truck, big SUV. And if you've ever been to Florida, if you live down here, you know <laughs> everybody has a truck, SUV, it's lifted. They'll run your ass over. They will run you over. They, they do not care. Uh, so, pretty sure we all know someone who knows someone who's either died or been in an accident on a motorcycle. So please check twice for motorcycles. Um, and I know, uh, motorcycles, they have a bad, they have a stereotype, just like people. You know, you got your cruisers, it's typically, these are just stereotypes. Um, cruisers typically, typically going to be like an older gentleman you know, no gear sunglasses, probably got a handlebar mustache or uh, or if it's a younger guy uh, again, no jacket no gloves you got a, a fade or a comb over fade sunglasses uh, a real tight shirt to probably try to show off his muscles and his tattoos uh, what's next supermoto is going to be a young dude probably popping wheelies every, from stop sign to stop sign or light to light, popping wheelies. You got your sport bike, it's usually a younger guy, um, all geared up, I mean, for the most part, you either got your young sport bike guy, he's got all the Dainese, Alpine Stars, all the best gear. Um, For the most part, sport bike riders, I guess in my area, most, the majority of them, who do ride all the time? Do wear gear. Uh, the majority, or well, you'll have your older sport bike guy um, who'll get like the top notch. I don't know V4R or or whatever Ducati or, or preo your rsp 4 um, and they're just cruising around town. <laughs> you know, <laughs> in a full full blown out race bike, just cruising around. Uh, so, I mean, wear your gear, man. You gotta... If you're looking to get into riding a motorcycle, one thing just to remember, I don't care how hot it is, how cold it is, whatever. You never know. Dress for the slide, not the ride. Because you never know. I man, shit. In 2018, when I like I said, when I had the accident, that could have been my last night. Luckily, I'm still here. Luckily, that that driver who... Who cut me off, stayed with me. Um, You never know. And what's crazy is where I landed was actually in a retention pond (laughs) that was dry at the time. And I think probably, I think it was about two weeks after we were getting into, you know, Florida, we have hurricanes. We were getting into hurricane season. Was it? No, that's that's a little early. Basically, we had a lot of rain, <laughs> and uh, hurricane season is around like May, June, July, that time. But we were getting a lot of rain. This was March, the end of March, and I remember that retention pond. A few weeks later, was full. Riding past it um, in the car, you know, with my uh, fiance or whoever. I remember that that retention pond was full. And I was just thinking, damn. Imagine if this had happened then. I would have drowned, and even if the guy did stay, um, and the retention was full, he probably wouldn't known where I was underwater. I'd have been screwed up. I'd have been gone. But um, that was crazy, man. Like I said, dress for the ride, dress for the slide, not the ride. Uh, but yeah, um, if you. Are new round here, go back to the previous episode, episode one of Shizro Podcast. Don't forget to like it, um, share with your friends, share my shit, um, and rate it on uh, Apple Podcasts. Uh, greatly appreciate it. It will, it will help my show move through the algorithm and help other people find the show if you, if you think it's interesting. But uh, if you remember the last episode, Breaking the chains. So I talked about barbering um, and, and getting into um, learning how to barber, and I believe that getting into that will definitely help with not only time—you know—I'd have more time to come with my fiance and time to actually go and do track days, but it'll also help with finances. Uh, you know, being my own boss. So I think that'll help a lot with getting to the track. Uh, but man, racing has made me so happy. Like I said, I only did one track day. That made me so happy. That was, that's still one of the best days of my life. Uh, just track riding in general. Um, but I mean, riding in general is is fun, but track riding is completely different. Uh, if you've never been if you ride already and you've never been to a track then uh, a track day, You're missing out. You got to You got to check it out and see what you're missing. Um, Like I said, don't be complacent. (laughs) Uh, So I just want to go over like gear just so some people kind of get a feel for if you are interested and you are listening to what I'm saying, you know, check it out. Try to do a track day. Just so you know, there are some tracks where you can rent gear, um, even some tracks where you can rent a bike. So you could just walk up with nothing. Literally, though, you can rent the entire suit, helmet, gloves, bike, everything. Um, but just kind of want to go over some of the the expenses of this because this is an expensive sport, expensive hobby. Uh, so you'll need a one-piece suit. You'll need race gauntlets or race gloves uh, that, you know, cover your wrists, a uh, full-face helmet. You'll need a... You don't need a back and chest protector but I would recommend it um, like I said before you never know um, tracks are a lot safer than you know the streets but at the same time you never know uh, you're gonna want an underlining so some type of under armor or you know the Nike What do they call it under armor some kind of underlining uh, because you're gonna sweat like hell in that suit Nine times out of ten years your, your suit is probably gonna be black um, You know leathers cowhide Some kind of pig skin or, or, or lamb or something depending on how fancy you want to go or expensive how much money you want to throw at it race boots Uh I guess I'll go over the price so alright, so the one piece suit we're gonna start out you're typically gonna spend between nine and probably 1300 bucks for a suit race gloves uh, and this is everything I'm talking about is for a good decent pair that you're probably not going to need to replace in the next few years it'll, it'll probably last you good brands such as you know I'm not promoting but if y'all want to cut a check Dainese love your products Alpine stars love your high-end products your your lower end stuff kind of cheap It's failed me a couple times. A couple jackets and a back protector, and a suit that I tried on, zipped it up, and the zipper pretty much fell apart. That was, anyways. If y'all want to cut the check, uh, you know where to find me. (laughs) Uh, So, one piece suit anywhere between eight hundred to about thirteen hundred bucks. Race gauntlets, I'd say between, let's say, two and four hundred bucks for a good pair. Uh, full face helmet, uh, anywhere between <sighs> good decent helmet. That's anywhere between five and nine hundred dollars. Uh, back and chest protector, you're probably gonna spend around two hundred bucks. Underlining, that's another what? I guess fifty to hundred bucks. Race boots, you're gonna spend probably three to five hundred bucks. So on the average end, I'd say anywhere between for the, for good quality gear, you're going to spend about 2200 to about three grand just in good quality gear. Um, and that's, that's not even, that's just the gear. That's not even the bike. That's, (laughs) that's, isn't that crazy? It's an expensive hobby. Like I said, that's not including a truck, trailer, straps, extra gas, extra tires, because you're going pretty fast, it's hot out there, you're going to be burning up that rubber. Um, you got to bring tools just in case, uh, race fairings or tape to you know cover your light. And it, 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 it's a lot of, there's a lot that goes into it. So personally, I'm continuing to work hard to, to get back into to this hobby. Um, I'd really like for it to be a normal thing for me Like I said, I've only been once, but I want to make it a habit. Like, I want to make it a hobby of mine to to race. I don't really plan on doing any more street riding anytime soon. Uh, Maybe in the future, um, I would like to, but not right now, especially with a lot of everything that's going on in the world and family and fiance, they... (laughs) That's the last thing that they want and, you know, I'm going to do what I want to, but you're not taking racing from me. That's my point. Uh, so, you know, I could have settled, been complacent after the recovery, after the recovery of the accident. Um, I could have just said, fuck it. I'm not going to do this again. I'm done. You know, I'm scared, whatever. You know, to each their own. Everybody's got their their own preference. But if you want to do something, don't settle. Like this is something. Like I said, this is this podcast is helping me. Uh, this podcast is helping me stay accountable for, for what I say. Um, such as recording weekly, <laughs> like I am right now. I'm, I'm keeping. I'm I'm keeping my accountability. These are just little steps. It's like building a wall. Um, you're not going to build a brick wall just, you know, just going to throw it up. It takes one step at a time. Um, everybody goes at a different pace, so just take each step at a time, each brick, brick by brick. You're going to build that wall. As long as you have your goals in front of you and you're making the conscious effort every day, do a little bit, a little bit, a little bit. You you will get there. You will get there. Um, a lot of people get discouraged. Because sometimes they might try everything at once. They might try to build the entire wall at once, and they get discouraged. Um, they get, they feel let not. I won't say let down, but it becomes overwhelming. Maybe they're trying too much at once. Um, and maybe they just need to take a step back, look at the bigger picture, and either either approach it a different way, or just take the time. Like I said, brick by brick. Um, But hey, I want to thank you for listening to episode two of shit is real podcast. Um, Again, this one is the curse of complacency. Get out there. Try something new. Um, Stop being complacent. You never know. Like I said, you never know what you're going to like until you try it. So get out there. Stop being complacent. Uh, Shit is real. Thanks for listening. Check me out. Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. Share my shit. Uh, Don't forget to subscribe. Thank you. You guys have a good one.